Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hayden Alabama podcast. I'm Philip. I'm Brad. And this is your weekly entertaining commentary on events that affect the people of Hayden, Alabama and small towns across the world. So when we first began, we just had the people of Hayden, Alabama. That's that's what they call a niche, just a small amount of people. But I had some findings this week as I was looking at our podcast audience. Returning pro. Return, well, I don't know that we're returning pro, but here's what I found. We have people from Brooklyn, New York, upstate New York, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and other places, like cities that Harmony, I just... Harmony, West End. Harmony, that Harmony and West End. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about that. But, so, I thought that was kind of weird. I thought, well, why would somebody from, you know, a big city listen to our little podunk podcast? But then I had a conversation with Tim Gallagher who was one of our first People of Hayden episodes several weeks ago, months ago. And he shared something with him because he's from New Jersey. He said, people from the city that don't know much about small towns are also interested in what's going on in small towns. So that's why we tagged it on there. We added in people, uh, small towns across the world and otherwise. Are we the same way? Do we ever find ourselves thinking about what's going on in big towns? I'm definitely always interested. I saw a clip from, I think it was France. It was a dumpster fire. They had, in in the middle of a big city square, was bunkered down with the shields and everything, their police. They're just bunkered down. And mm-hmm. from the balconies and rooftops, people are shooting fireworks at them. I've not seen the news in probably since February, other than weather. Well, I don't know if that was a new clip or whatever, but I was watching Reels the other day and saw it, and I just thought, so that kind of city actions, not, I'm not interested right. in being part of that. Were they having a coup or something? What's what's going on? I didn't I didn't get into it. I, I just, that was just enough. Okay. When I saw that, that was enough. Well, all right, well, we got another exciting show today lined up. We got, we're going to start off with some Hayden, Alabama news, some events that we found on the ever exciting Hayden, Alabama Facebook page. So let me get to that. The first thing that I saw, and this was kind of recent, you know, we love our Dollar General. We love all three of them. And soon to be four, we've talked about that. But I saw an interesting post. Someone had gotten some bacon they didn't like. But here's here's where my heart went, because an employee responded very nice response and my heart went out because she shared the struggles that they're having and you know what the struggles go back to the same struggles that we're having across our country nobody wants to work so supposedly the marketplace i think is slotted to have 15 or 20 employees at all times and they have a third of that and so they're struggling I mean, just struggling to, because you think about that, stocking that store. There are all, you know, tons of people there all the time going over that. So I just want to say, hey, look, you know, for those that are out there working hard, trying to get it done, we appreciate your hard work. I was going to say that. Makes you wonder if the whole self-checkout thing is in response to not being able to get enough cashiers hired. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love self-checkout. What about you? It depends on where I'm at. Um. Is somebody doing it better than others? Yeah, I would say uh, low volume, like Dollar General, it works better. But when you go to Walmart, 
and there's two registers open and there's 400 people divided out over two lines. Yeah, that's that's not a good that's not a good look. I just like it because it's quick. Mm-hmm. Piggly Wiggly, I think they've got a good one. I enjoy right. going through the self checkout at Piggly Wiggly. Twenty, you can just click, put it in the. Make sure you got to put it in the thing. Dad, wait, or you're not getting a mm-hmm. um, you're not getting a scan that next item. But I, I don't know. I'm I'm pro self checkout. I think it's a good deal. I like the the memes and the jokes about it online. Oh yeah, I'm you got still, one. I'm still waiting to get my my. Uh, is it the the ten ninety nine from Walmart? <laughs> Because you're saving them money. Yeah, because you're, yeah, you're scanning all your stuff and checking it out and bagging it. So Yeah. Bethany takes advantage of the pickup. Yeah. I mean, don't even, we don't even, don't even go in the store anymore. So that's a pretty sweet deal. Kroger. The Kroger trucks are active in Hayden. You see them all the time. I do. We, yeah. We've done one. We did one pickup. But that was pretty good. I'm starting to wonder if there's going to be like a turf war. You know, like you got the DG market and you got all the Kroger trucks riding by. I wonder if, I wonder if they ease by, like creep in front of DG and just stare them down. Yeah. Hit the base on them like <laughs> pit maneuver on the way up. No, we're getting this. We're getting these groceries. Like, like they're scared to come outside. They're scared to come outside. <laughs> I don't know. We're kind of getting to the point where you can stay home a lot. Yeah, it is I've got true. to where I don't even like to go to the store. Yeah, some days I just don't feel like peopling either. But sometimes I like to go. I tell you what, what While makes you're it adulting. Yeah, I tell you what makes it hard to go to the store is when you go and you look for that one item and it's not there. Mm. But you go and you click online and there it is. Yeah. Well, let's talk for just another minute about the workforce. It's not just Dollar General; it's across the board. And here's my question. How are people making money? The government. I just, I don't, I don't think that's it. I mean, I'm saying there's obviously a set of people in the country that, that are compensated by the government in one way or the other, social security, unemployment, but there are too many open jobs. I don't know an industry that's not affected of it right now. I'm in the hospital, open jobs, open jobs, incentive, bonus, trying to get people to apply and work teaching is it hard to get a teaching job right now um the 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 way things are in education has pushed a lot of people away from it uh the tier two retirement that's making you know i can i'm on tier one i started teaching in 2006 so i can get 25 years in and punch out now as january 1 of 2013 that makes you a tier two employee that means at 25 years it doesn't matter uh, you got to keep on teaching until you're about 61, 62 years old. I got you. So I could retire at age 48 or 49. Solid. But uh, when they tell you tier two, you don't get to draw your retirement check until age 62, you're going to keep working that long. Yeah. So there's different things like that. Um, Disincentivized. Several years ago, uh, Jacksonville State, there was one commencement where uh, they they graduated one kid from an education program. Are you joking? Right. So now they, they've been, they're, they're trying to bring some incentives back. It's a, it's a program where um, science and math, uh, they've, they're, they're evidently oh, that's yeah. where the, that's where the, the shortage really is. They're, they're trying to recruit because there, there's a push to get science and math scores up. So if you, if you give up uh, your tenure, and you go on this year-to-year contract, you can make 
up to fifteen to eighteen thousand more dollars a year. That's significant for teaching. Yeah, that's good if you're math or science. But yeah, if you're right. everybody else, you're like, yeah. Right. I guess I don't count, but anyway, but it's we'll see. And we'll see what happens there. Well, I want to see this. I guess uh, before we move on, I just would like to see it turn. I'd really yeah. like to see this kind of come back around where people enjoy working, look forward to working, look forward to giving their talents and gifts and making the whole thing work a little better. Right. I think that would be good. Yeah. Work is good. Work is good. It's strong. Mm-hmm. It's good. Well, another thing that we saw there that you can find on the Hayden Alabama Facebook page is the Jefferson County Cattlemen's Association Rodeo, and that's coming up. I'll give you the date on that and another update. That is going to be April 28th and 29th, 7 p.m. nightly at the Hallmark Farms. So we got a lot of, for me, there's a lot of intrigue there. One, I love the rodeo. Like on the picture here, the bull riding, that's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I love watching that. Now, this is the Hallmark Property and Warrior. That's right. And so that's the second thing. I'd like to go over there and see what they've done. Right. Good stuff. So this is going to be over there at the Hallmark Farm, which, you know, they've got a lot of land over there. Beautiful mm-hmm. place. When we think Hallmark, you have to think Christmas. And I'm not talking about the movies. I'm talking about the, the barn and the, the lots over there. Oh, yeah. I'm glad to see they've got, got that going again. Nostalgia. That's right. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, anytime we'd go to Gardendale, I always look forward to oh, seeing... Yeah. What was the was it the Christmas tree that floated out there in yeah. the pond? It was a little dock and it had lights strung up and down it, and it's pretty. It was great because that's a be- that's a beautiful property. So the update on that reached out to them to see if uh, we could get an interview, and if everything goes well, no promises. If everything goes well, we're going to have a interview with them. The Hayden Alabama Podcast is going to do a quick interview with a couple of the board members and see if we can't promote that event. Uh, and help them out a little bit. Is this like the traditional rodeo? Is this like bull riding, barrel racing, bronc riding? It or? says pro rodeo. I would imagine it's it's all of the above. Yeah. Well, let's stay with the cattle for just one more minute. We had another post that I thought was exciting. So there was a cattle drive down Rickwood Caverns Road this week. Should have been a cowboy. <laughs> Riding my pony on a cattle drive? That's coming down right, skyline? Just, just moving them. Moving. <laughs> What was that called? Was it City Slickers? Yeah. Where they they got on the, they paid to go do that cattle drive. So Curly's Gold evidently is in Rickwood Caverns. That's right. They were headed out. It was, I'm talking about Longhorns. And they're just, they're just going down. And somebody was nice enough to make a pose to let them know they escaped. Well, I guess that's old Bevo leaving the Big 12, heading on over to the SEC. I guess he was heading to the corporate offices, right? Boom. Signing papers. Get it done. Yeah. Did you happen to see a couple horses in a no. carriage? No, it's just the car. Okay. Do you know if it was Boomer Sooner coming in from Norman? <laughs> no. Okay. No, it's just, well, it could have been. It didn't say. It just said mm-hmm. they're in the car, and there's the cows, the beef, just grazing on the fescue on the side of the road going down Rickwood Caverns toward Sulphur Springs Road. This is making me think of something that happened a few years ago. I got to mention it. Yeah, do, do, it. Do, do you know of the the boys or the Boise State uh, equipment truck? No, they, they were playing out west. They were going from Idaho somewhere, and some livestock got on the highway. No, and that truck rode straight through it. Ground beef. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it looked like someone had graffitied that truck. Ooh, intense. That is gross. Yeah. And they will destroy. You're talking, what, 2,000 pounds, 1,500 pounds? Yeah. 
not light. Yeah. Well, you know, we've had, you know, that, that kind of scene is not unheard of. Dead Man's Curve over on uh, 2059 coming into Birmingham. You remember several years ago when that overturned? No. Livestock trailer full. And some of them on the news shot, some of them were standing up walking around. Some of them didn't make it. I'm sure. Yeah. Some of them had. That's when you want to be, if it's going to flip this way, you want to be on this side of the yeah. <laughs> you, you got some cushion. Yeah. It's in cushion. It was kind of a pitiful looking scene. You know, I remember WBRC out there. Yeah. I see what I was watching. They covered it. And, you know, the guys out there giving the report and you, they're getting ready to merge on 2059 coming into Birmingham and cattle just walking around. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're grazing on the That's cement right. there. I, you might imagine that line change. Oh, buddy. Move mm. over. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, correct. Yeah. A lot, a lot of beef that day, though. I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about road rage. So much beef on the interstate. You just can't get past it. <laughs> Let's finish up our local stuff with travel ball. I had a question come in. One of the listeners asked, what our opinion was on travel ball. So they have a player. uh, uh, This was actually a son, so it would have been a baseball player, but I think this applies to softball as well. But the question was, does a athlete have to play travel ball to be able to make the varsity team once they get in high school? That was the question. So what's your your first thoughts? I mean, you're a coach, Mm -hmm. and you're a coach. You coach it, it but I do coach the sports that do not have an organized system of travel ball. But I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But you you do coach athletes, right? So travel ball is a huge industry, both baseball and softball. I mean, get basketball; it goes across the sports board. Sports Illustrated put out an article a few years ago that said, "Back this was five six years ago. Already at that point, travel ball was already a billion dollar industry with a B." Some people can't afford that. That's right. Not everybody can fork out the duckies That's to. Right. I've, I've got a couple. Since you asked my opinion, I'm going to give it to you. Let's have it. All right. So there's a couple of things. Well, number one, you cannot hide talent. It doesn't matter how well off you are. If you've got a God-given ability and you, you know, refine your craft, if you get the right coaching, you're, you're going to be okay. Um, but just remember – just because someone slaps elite on your jersey doesn't mean you're elite. If so many millions of people are doing it, how elite is it anyway? Yeah. Um, the the trend or the reputation that it has now, and it rightfully so, I think it has gained this reputation. They say that if you want to face the better competition, they say you've got to get into that arena. Got it. And a lot of people, they, you know, not just giving facts here, which – you know, a lot of people they feel like if they're if they're around just the the plain old ordinary kid that's out there to have fun and play, they feel like, well, I got to get better. I got to play better competition. So they kind of withdraw from community systems who don't have that sense of community pride and want to honor that like you do. It's more about rigor and development through uh, harder schedules, uh, better opponents, uh, higher tier competition. I get that. I mean, can um, be, those can be beneficial. That that is true, um, but also, man, I, I think it's just a 
it, it is a big financial thing. And I will, I will speak to this too. And I, I have seen in my coaching career, I have seen a real push for specialization in sports and I'm, I'm completely against that. You so know, specialization meaning focusing on one sport year round. Okay. Um, it, kids out there, if you're listening, go, go read what Aaron judge says about playing multiple sports. Um, if you want to be a, like I tell kids, if you want to be a better football player, wrestle, you want to play better wrestler, you know, go, go run. If you want to be a better basketball player, play football, so on. There's just different skills and different movements and it makes you more fluid as an athlete. You can do multiple things like well around you. Yeah. There, there's baseball fast and there's football fast, but then there's track fast. But you talk about getting exposed on a track uh you can't hide speed on a track right and if you are missing anything it will get exposed now someone who can fly doesn't mean they're always physical you you can expose those talents or lack thereof on the football field so it's just being a a well-rounded athlete like you said man it just makes you better in all other sports and also you know being married to my wife who's you know very knowledgeable in in sports injuries and overuse injury when you stick to the one sport over and over and you continue to abuse those those joints and those those muscles and tendons and not giving them proper rest from sport to sport or season to season, that's when you start seeing surgeries in kids at a very young age, even in high school or before high school. This week I worked with a vascular surgeon, so that's going to be your arteries and veins in your body. And he was telling me he had a couple of patients coming up. They're young. Between – I don't know their age, but they were young. They're mm-hmm. in their te- let's just say teenagers, and he was having to do surgeries on them to release the tissue around an artery that because of overuse. Overuse is the culprit, and it was it was compressing the artery and decreasing the blood flow. And he said that it was from throwing too oh, much. Wow! So there's a there's an overuse, just a direct example. Mm-hmm. But that you're right. I mean, it's it. And when so when we were playing ball, obviously twenty years ago, smaller school, not as many people. You played every sport because you played every sport. My senior year in baseball, I played twenty baseball games. That was counting uh, playoffs, area tournament, spring break tournament. You know, but you know, given back then, you know, the first couple of rounds of playoffs was was one game elimination. Now everything's a series of three. Mm. Uh, so. But yeah, things are different. It's a lot different. Well, I want to say I want to say this, and and I, so I'm in agreement with you. I'm not against travel ball, so don't start slinging the comments at us saying that we're haters, or whatever. Oh, yeah. I'm not against travel ball. I've We've, coached travel ball. My kids have played it. My kids have played park and travel. In no way do I believe that a child cannot play varsity. <clears throat> excuse me, cannot play varsity sports because they never was on a travel ball team. That's right. So if that's if somebody has told you that, I, I would love to have a conversation with that person because it's just not true. I guarantee you, you can go and find kids that have played through the travel unit and not made their varsity sport. Absolutely, there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee. Like I said way. earlier, you cannot hide talent. Yeah, because if your bottom line is this across the board in life, period, mm-hmm. if you have the gift, the talent, and the drive. Who's going to tell you no? Nobody. I mean, if you if you were, let's just, for example, let's say you're the varsity baseball coach, mm-hmm. and a kid came out there to the tryout, you didn't know who he was, he'd never played the game, 
He definitely never played travel ball, and he gets out there and is just a raw athlete, strong arm, great swing. Are you going to say, nah? No. No way. You, you, there's no way you're going to do that. That's what they call the diamond in the rough. But anyway, so that's, so that's my thing. Travel ball can be great. Community ball can be great. But I think, and here's another thing, just because you're playing 60 games – doesn't necessarily mean you're getting better. Mm-mm. We need to touch on burnout too. That's something that has not been talked about. And it, right now, you may not realize that your kid is going through burnout until one day they wake up as a 10th or 11th grader and they're done. They, they've decided, hey, I've got this license. Uh, hey, this girl is noticing me. There's more to life than going to Tennessee for the weekend and throwing a baseball Man, let, let kids be kids. There's a balance. That's I right. think that's the that's the key. There's I a balance. Love, love sports, but there is a balance. Let them fish. Let them hang out. Let them ride bikes. Which, by the way, you want to prevent those ACL injuries? Get those kids on bicycles. That's why we have so many of them now. Kids aren't riding bikes anymore. I've never heard that. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. somebody? Is that I, kind of understood? Yeah, that's uh, according to Ashley. A lot of sports medicine doctors and uh, team physicians are really promoting kids start riding bikes again because uh, the the stabilizer muscle development, um, they, they, they just don't get that development and that growth from pedaling the bicycle. Never uh, and, and, and kids are so focused on the bulk and the mass of the large, you know, like the quad groups, the hamstring, um, you know, major leg muscle. We, we, we bulk that and those other little muscles that we forget right there around the knee, they get neglected. And with all that bulk, and we go to cut and all this other stuff, man, they just snap. They just can't take the power. That's right. Because kids are bigger, stronger, and faster than they used to be. No doubt. You think about the knowledge that has become available since we were in school. Man. It is a science. It it is exercise science. You can go, you major in that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't major in that. I didn't either. (laughs) But... Well, that was a good talk, just a couple of talking points. And we may, in a future episode, bring on a couple of coaches and talk about this more mm-hmm. because I think this is a topic that many of you are interested in and there's a lot to talk about here. But So to answer the question, neither one of us believe that you have to play travel ball in order to become a varsity athlete. Speaking of sports, let's stay in sports. Mm-hmm. And you had the Blunt County track meet. And then also we want to talk, we want to celebrate our varsity boys real quick. So tell us about what all happened at the Blunt County Track Meet last Wednesday. Well, man, it, it was just good to have it back in Hayden. It's been nearly a decade. It, it was just, it was a good event, good turnout. Um, hopefully everyone was well pleased with it. Hopefully everyone was satisfied with the way that it was ran. You know, our, our the teams did well. Uh, we talked about Pennington, man. They're, they're a machine. They're a well-oiled. So they were on top. They came out on they top. They are a well-oiled track machine right now those kids run all year they've got a well coach mccann he does a great job over there he's there those kids run all year it's um cross country straight into indoor straight wow. into outdoor we're Non-stop. we we've, we've got a handful of kids that run indoor um and then we pick up with outdoor and uh hopefully we can declare for cross country next year and kind of establish and, and try to start developing some distance runners but us the, the 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 two I'm sorry now three track coaches that we've got we've all got we're all football coaches also so that's where our fall is at so anyone that was there they saw that that was the separation there man they're just 
they were dominant. So if we basically entered into the uh, facility down 72 points already because they typically go one, two, and three in the distance runs. No 800, joke. 1600, 3200. Every now and then, somebody from another school, Locust Fort, Susan Moore, uh, they'll get a kid to finish in the top four and that'll break up the one, two, and then bump them down to four. But man, if you want to win a track meet, you, you take one, two, and three in the mm. same event because that's 10, eight, six, 24 points scored in one event if you go one, two, and three. That's strong. And that's how you do it. And they've done a great job of figuring out that process. Well, talk about let's celebrate our kids. Who who impressed you? Who who really shined? Um, Ashton Hicks. He has been dominant in the javelin all year. He's uh, he, he's approaching the one sixties uh, in the javelin. Uh, he finished third overall in the state last year. No, I'm sorry. He, he I think he got fifth overall. Our our girl javelin thrower. She finished third. Lynette Lynette St. John was was dominant. Um, I've been most impressed. We've got a group of freshman boys, sprinters, and uh, a girl sprinter, Addie Marlin. She's new to track, brand new, and, man, what an athlete. She looks the part, fast, hardworking. So we would, uh, the, the future is, is bright if we can keep all those freshmen out in the next few years. So uh, Lynette St. John got the scholarship. Yes. We talked about that. And what did, how did she run? uh dominant uh she also got the track uh mvp for the county meet uh the i forget the young man's name but he was dominant may have been their little football running back um at pennington at pennington yeah he he's a little workhorse man he he had a he showed out but lynette st john uh she got the female blunt county mvp she scored right. congratulations she scored 37 and a half points so Solid. really good that kind of reminds me of michael phelps back at the oh you yeah. remember that Oh, she looked like Michael Phelps walking around. I was like, you know a kid is a stud at a track meet when they walk by clanging with all the medals. Clang, clang. And that was a good thing, man. Those, those kids love getting those medals, too. They're proud of them. They wear around, and they just, they're proud of them. So well, that awesome. was a good thing. So Well, congratulations. Good job there. We uh, we just want to celebrate you guys. And yeah, boys and girls. I didn't say it, but our boys and girls, they both took home runner-up trophies. So hopefully we can get that straight back out and heading back in the right direction next year or two. Awesome. Well, good job, guys. Way to go, Hayden. Uh, track athletes. Also, we want to celebrate the boys. Varsity boys made the state in baseball. So, congratulations. Hayden Varsity boys, we're proud of you guys. Blunt County champs, and then now headed to see. Sardis? Is that right? I think it's this Friday. Okay. I believe. Don't don't quote me on that. I yeah, think I've is. heard some uh, talk about the weather could be an issue and having to bump it up maybe a day. So, I I guess we're going to wait and see what happens with the weather. Mm-hmm. That could affect us, too. We might have to, our, our last home track meets on Friday. We might have to bump it up also. So, well, uh, me and Coach Drake will both be listening to the weather, seeing what they say. You've been hustling down there at the track. I didn't know the season was going to go this way, but, man, that's how it's worked out. We we added one midseason, so we yeah. lost that one at corner. Like, we can't do that. Kids need to run. But, yeah, you're right. We've been going about once a week. How's your ear going over here on this right side? Are you sh- uh, it's recovered. Uh, yeah, because on, on Wednesday at the county meet, I forgot my earplugs. Mm. So I was blasting in the ear all day. And about halfway through, I think it went numb. So I was good after that. <laughs> the blood was just kind of trickling yeah, out. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> you just yeah. see people going. That's right. That's awesome. Well, good job, guys. Best of luck to our Hayden Varsity Boys baseball team. Bring it home. Uh, we're, we're pulling for you guys here at the Hayden Alabama Podcast. So for our final section here today, have you ever watched Doc Talk? 
uh, once or twice. Is that the what the guys they sit around and they tell jokes? That's when they sit around and tell the dad jokes, and their goal is Man. not to laugh. Pretty good, clean fun. Oh, it's solid. We've we've put together. We've not shared these with one another. We've put together some dad jokes. And we're going to share those and see if we can not laugh at each other's dad jokes. We hope this proves to be a lot of fun and something that y'all should watch. And uh, speaking of watching, I want to ask you, if you've not subscribed, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you haven't subscribed to the Hey Not Bama podcast page, channel, please do that. Just take a moment right now, right down there below you, the button, subscribe, hit it, give us a like. That would mean a lot to us. We'd really appreciate that. So, And also, if you ever have a comment, if there's something you like or something you think could make it better, leave us a comment because we, we really read them. We're really trying to make this more valuable and better for you guys. And so we'd love to hear your opinion. All right, well, let's get to these dad jokes. You want to you lead off? Hang on, let me get that last one. I'm trying out. not to smile already. Where does Santa Claus like to swim? I don't know. The North Pole. <laughs> Did we tell them where we got the idea for these? Doc, Doc, okay, making sure. All right, well, we got to give credit where credit's due. We didn't, we didn't come up with this. And those guys are solid. Well, Brad, I want to be buried with my old records. It'll be my vinyl resting place. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear about the kidnapping in the park? No. He woke up. I read this week that the autopsy club is meeting next week. It's open mic night. (laughs) M I K E. Yeah. Did you hear about the dead woman? That they found behind Logan's? No. She had a bowl over her head and a spoon in her ear. They think it was a serial killer. What is a terrible hobby for someone who has trouble succeeding on a first try? I don't know. Skydiving. You ever have any family members get upset at you over not getting them anything for their birthday? Yeah. Okay. My brother quit talking to me because I didn't get him anything for his birthday this year. And he didn't even use what I got him last year. What'd you get him? A plot at the cemetery. My wife recently told me to stop imitating flamingos. I had to put my foot down. <laughs> my wife told me that she wanted something brand new and shiny. It would go from zero to 200 in under five seconds. I got her a set of scales. Mm. <laughs> My wife is, I'm not talking about her. Of course, she's of probably course the not. most fit wife in this area. So She she embarrasses both of us. Yeah, I know. Pitiful. But that is a great, that's a great dad joke, though. Okay. Speaking of wives, my wife recently told me to start doing lunges to get in shape. I told her that would be a big step forward. Why do seagulls fly over the ocean? Why? Because if they flew over the bay, they'd be called bagels. Good old dad jokes. I tell a couple of those at school whenever we're doing Old Testament history. And I tell one about Moses. This will be my finale. How did Moses make coffee? He brew it. I saw a t-shirt one time down at Panama City. No, it was at Gulf Shores. And it said, when Jesus makes tea, he brews. (laughs) (laughs) I I couldn't buy it because I thought it might be. I guess could be seen as sacrilegious, but I just thought it was clever. Right. Well, there's mm-hmm. the dad joke moment. I thought that would be kind of fun. I hope it brought somebody at least a little laugh. That was the whole purpose there. All right. So uh, next Sunday, April the 23rd, immediately following the, the services at Blunt Springs Baptist Church, 
uh, we will be having a, a donation-style dinner. It is a spaghetti dinner. Brad here, I just want to go ahead and announce it for the world. Brad here is our new youth minister, so we're happy to have Brad. And uh, he's bringing a lot of a lot of value. He loves Jesus and well, loves the kids. So. Love Jesus, yes. Uh, value. Let's not stretch anything. I think you're giving value. Well, thanks. So we'll, we'll talk about that. A couple of right. wooden nickels. You know. So there's that. Blunt Springs Baptist Church, 12 o'clock in the Fellowship Hall. It's not a big church. You can find that easily. Donation, spaghetti dinner. If you want to come to that, y'all come support the kids because this is going to their summer youth retreat. Yes. But I think that's it for this week. That is it. Well, Brad, it's always a lot of fun. That's right. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure that you hit the subscribe. If you're on a podcast platform, Apple or iTunes rather, Spotify, we have a, we have a number of listeners on Spotify. If y'all are doing that regularly, we'd love it if you'd follow the show and give us a rating there. It means a lot to us. Uh, it may not You may not think it means very much, but man, it really helps people find the show when you rate it and uh, follow it. So we'd, we'd be indebted to you if you do that so but that's all we got this week here at the hey and i podcast i'm philip i'm brad and we'll see you next time